Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the EdTech Pod Squad. This is Jonathan Lee, one of your hosts. I am coming to you to give you a quick disclaimer about this episode. So, in Typically, we get together on Zoom and record our episodes together because we're in different parts of the city of St. Louis or St. Louis County or the state of Missouri with Josh being Fulton, Missouri. This time, four of us were able to go to ISTE 2018 up in Chicago, Illinois. Josh Howard was uh, on a family trip, so he was able to join us from where he was and moderated this particular episode. We were trying to find a quiet location at ISTE. Not an easy task to do. Uh, there was 24,000 people at this ISTE event, so trying to find somewhere quiet is not the easiest thing. So uh, we apologize for the sound quality. It is not the best. The second half gets a little better. So uh, hopefully in future episodes, we will get better at finding a cool location uh, to record our little podcast here. So uh, don't forget to check out all the show notes on our website bit.ly slash Squad. you can find all the notes there from all the previous episodes including the one here if there's something there that you do not see that should be there please reach out to any one of us uh, we are all educators and coaches at heart so we love sharing and helping as much as we can so please reach out to us connect to us and we'll be glad to help and share our ideas with you and what we learned so that's what we love to do Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into episode 5, July 2018's episode of the EdTech Pod Squad. Thanks for joining us. Hey everybody, welcome to the uh, EdTech Pod Squad. Today is, today's episode is going to be about ISTE 2018. And let's go ahead and, we well, first we'll just say this is a very special episode because... Um, most of our group is actually at the conference. Uh, it's going to be live from ISTE, except for me, who I am at home. But um, if we want to go around and um, say who we are, uh, I'll start. Uh, so I'm Josh Howard, and um, you can find me on my website, joshchoward.com, or on Twitter at Josh C. Howard. I'm Samantha Hardesty Knoll. I'm a tech coach in the Winslow School District, and you can find me at Tech Hey, I'm Erin Lawson. I'm the district tech coach in the Orchard Farm School District, and you can find me on Twitter at, at Aaron underscore Lawson3. And I'm Jonathan Lee. I am at MHTC. You can find me at JLeeTechSec on the Twitter. Hey, guys. JP Presidential over here. I'm the Instructional Technology Coordinator in the Fox School District in Harlem, Missouri. Find me on Twitter at JPPREZZ. And check out JPPres.com for my podcast. It's been coming out for a few weeks now. Featuring Aaron Lawson. <laughs> wow, it's just the synergy in this group is amazing. I'm just uh, so impressed. Um, okay, so thank you guys. And this is really exciting because since I didn't get to go to ISTE, I'm, I'm, this is going to be like my own personal mini conference where you're going to tell me all the important things I need to know. So uh, this is super important for my job. So I need you guys to take this seriously. Um, so what are some... Uh, We'll just start with what's new. What are some new things you guys have learned about there at the conference? Anything that's huge, big, game changer type stuff? Well, I uh, will share. I, I, I'm not sure how new it is, but it's new to me, so it's going to be good enough for me. Um, that's like called ClassroomStream.com. Um, it is a free service and Basically, you get on there and you have all these different icons that you can add to uh, your overall screen. So if you're on your projector, uh, smart board, or TV, or whatever you have in your classroom, 
you have the ability to change different um, backgrounds. You can also have random name generators to add to the page. Um, you can have a quick QR code, so it pulls up a QR code. And if you add in new websites or add in uh, phrases, it automatically will generate a QR code for you to kids can scan for their books. Um, there's like a uh, sound level. So you tell kids, all right, students, we're not going to get above this level for this particular project right now. And it'll, it'll monitor the sound in the room, which is pretty cool. Um, there's a, a, uh, a work symbol. So if you tell, hey, right now we're working as um, individuals, or we're silent, or we're working as groups. And so we can do um, all work together, kind of loud things. It's pretty cool. And then there's like traffic lights. So you can do you know, red, red, yellow, and green. And there's also timers and clocks. So there's all kinds of options that you can add to your screen that your students can just see and you can manipulate all you want. <laughs> I learned about that same tool in a blended learning session on objective screen. Maybe. I was, uh, uh, what? The cool uh, cat. Oh, nope, I was in a different room. Okay. And classroomscreen.com sounds so cool. And the way the presenter that I learned it from described it was a web based replacement for your smartphone. So it sounds great. <laughs> Outside of that, you know, my biggest takeaway, like I didn't see a real big game changer. Uh, it was great to spend some time at the Google booth and learning about what's new in Google for Education, and I'm not sure like what I can say and what I can't say. NDA. <laughs> right, because we had a parallel run an NDA the whole time. So, like, I'm not going to say something, say the wrong they, thing. They put out plenty uh, of things on like, social media that, that was, you know. So, yeah, I don't know what you can sure. say, but I know there's some big things that are publicly um, Suitable. Yeah, I know. In the next couple of months, there's going to be some amazing Google Google stuff coming out with all the Google tools we know and love. But for me, it was really just like I spent a, the week being real selfish, learning a lot about coaching strategies, uh, networking with coaches. I hung out at the EdTech Coaches Playground quite a bit on Monday and just had a great time learning and just building relationships. So uh, one of the sessions I attended that I really learned quite a bit from, um, so our middle school at Orchard Farm, we are getting ready to start working on our library and basically gutting it and starting over with it. And so um, I found a session uh, from the Gurney School District and they were, that's basically what they did. They had this old school library that had just books piled up everywhere on these huge, like, huge tall shelves and uh, huge circulation desks and everything like that. And they just totally knocked everything out and started over with all the flexible learning spaces. And that was the coolest, like, one of the coolest sessions I went to. So they had, like, blueprints of what it was like before, what they did after, like, the reasoning that they did, all the things that they did, um, how they asked the teachers and the students for feedback and everything. So I thought that was a really great session. It's been very applicable for me. So I, um, one of the sessions that I liked the most was I went to a uh, dish that textbook panel, um, and hopefully all of us are you know, pretty familiar with, with Matt Miller's work. I think the reason why I liked it is it just was one of those like energizing sessions for me. And like all those great ideas of ways that we should be using technology in the classroom and um, how you know, we need to empower our teachers to be making the best decisions for kids. Um, and one of the things that I want to throw out there is that they used a, a hashtag called Ditch Panel. And that hashtag, the whole audience was participating. So there is just like a plethora of resources and ideas of, of how you can be using some of those strategies for the classroom. So that one's definitely uh, worth checking out. But that was 
got my creative juices rolling a little bit on. Speaking of tags, there's this other one that Flipgrid um, that they were yeah. talking about. Yeah, with a hashtag grid pals. Okay. G-R-I-D-P-A-S. Grid pals. And I'm trying, I still need to look up a little bit more about it, but I think it was like a teacher that was trying to figure out a way to basically do pen pals using Flipgrid um, across the world. So, and she could help connect classrooms together with this grid pals. So people wow. have to check that out if they want to. I heard a ton about Flipgrid. And I, you know, I know it's a powerful tool, but it seemed like in every session they were giving ideas of how to use Flipgrid. Um, and I have like a whole just keep notes of ways that I want to go back and try to use Flipgrid. Well, it's probably a big with Microsoft just buying it, and making it free for everybody. It's probably like uh, one of those things that's worth exploring and using for sure. Um, anything else that stuck out for you guys about a uh, new? Things that are applicable to your what you're doing. Along the same lines, I got to do a little research, but I, I've been talking with Blockchain, which I know is based out of St. Louis a lot, and uh, they were talking about a lot of their feedback that they're getting in teachers is the ability to easily uh, review and kind of score their students' work, whether it's with uh, story building, um, gaming that way, so they're going to have a dashboard for teachers to be able to quickly score. Um, their student uh, games and that kind of thing for those people. I'm not sure if it's coming out now or when it's coming out, but uh, they've been talking about it a lot this week, so I imagine that's on the on the verge. Uh, the other thing that I learned this week, and I don't have a date for it, but Osmo, which is one of those very popular um, items, is iOS only, and it's been iOS only. They are really close and in the works of making it come out in Android and Amazon Fire. So oh, wow. that's going to be huge and home. So um, pretty cool deal. That's amazing. That would that's a big time game changer, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, anything else new, excited, stuff you want to learn more about, stuff that's uh, kind of got you interested, but you need to find out more. Um, I'm. I really want to get. I want to learn more. I tried really hard to find some sessions that, uh, you know, at ISTE, it's sometimes hard to get into your sessions. So um, some of the sessions that I wanted to go to were um, doing some sketch noting. And sketch noting is one of those things that, like, in the summer seems like a great idea for me when I have a little bit more time. And then as school starts rolling, it, it of course, goes on the back burner. Um, so that's definitely, like, I'd love to connect with some people who could help me figure out, like, the design and layout of sketch noting. Not necessarily be like artistic part, but um, so it was kind of fun this week to dabble in some sketch notes, um, and it was it was really awesome. We went to an Apple event last night at the Apple Store uh, in downtown Chicago, where they uh, brought in artists that were doing sketches about Chicago. It was it was pretty amazing to see their work. Um, I felt a little bit foolish to sit in the back and do my own sketching. Um, compared to the artwork that was being displayed, but it was kind of fun. It kind of just, once again, one of those things, like just to re-inspire me to pick up my Apple Pencil and get to sketching and kind of that's awesome. get outside the comfort zone again. Very yeah, good. I mean, and I think that's, uh, that's awesome. That's the kind of stuff that I think we go to conferences for is to get new things and and be inspired to try something new. So I think uh, everybody had great stuff. I'm uh, getting more jealous that I'm not there. So um, 
cool. Thanks for sharing uh, the new things that you guys uh, got to see and experience while you're at the conference. I think uh, what we will do now is we will transition over to our coach's corner. And I know that um, JP brought this up a little bit earlier, just about new resources or networking or stuff for coaches. But I would, uh, if you guys did manage to get some new insight on tech coaching, new resources, stuff that you are going to take back perhaps when you get back into your uh, nine to five job, like um, what are some new insights for coaching? What are some things you might um, implement for next week or next school year? So for me, you know, and we're all in a real similar situation, right? We're one or two people for a big district. And for me, I'm trying to think about how I can make the most of that time that I have with teachers and the most of my teacher's time. So I went to a couple of different uh, poster sessions, mini sessions on really maximizing the time and maximizing your efforts. And the school district in Texas, Garland is independent school district. They're huge. They have 72 campuses and four of the coaches. And they really talk about how they use this asynchronous approach to develop all this online PD and something that's been swirling around in my head for a meaningful amount of time that I really want to get into and start developing more online content for my teachers. So like going to their session at the EdTech Coaches Playground and then just a couple other things I went through this week on blended learning really kind of got me thinking about that. So I'm super excited. I have, I'm looking right now at their this fancy little square bright green business card that they gave. I'm just so excited to dive into their resources and kind of see exactly how they put everything together so I can try to roll out a similar program to my teachers over at Fox. They, they had a playground that was just specific to coaches, which is kind of cool. Um, it's just business. And there were a couple that stood out uh, to me as well. There was, there was one group of teachers that they took an entire year off of coaching and being in the classroom to really look at their practice and what they were doing was effective. What they found was it wasn't effective, but they needed to redevelop it. And one of the big things that I took away from their uh, their booth was that the biggest thing was that they combined forces with all of their content needs or their, their content-specific people instead of saying, like, I'm an instructional coach, I'm an instructional technology coach. It was, we, we have to be together to be able to do this work. And so that was kind of an interesting thought. I like that they gave their work a whole year to really develop it and push it out so that it made sense for their teachers. And they were on their fourth year of implementing it. They were very successful with it. Um, so that's, that was interesting. And then there was another booth that it was coaching with cars. And um, this particular coach was like a firecracker. Um, we hugged when we left because she, that's, she really did. She put that relationship piece in and just reminded you that it, it, it truly is about building the relationship um, when we're working with our teachers that is just as important as it was in the classroom to have those connections. So lots of, I, I feel like there was a lot of things that focused on coaching. Um, or maybe that was my, that's what I was looking at. But yeah, I've been to a lot of sessions about coaching today. Try this week. Oh, yeah. No. Um, so uh, yesterday, the keynote, uh, Katie Martin, um, she, one of my favorite parts about her presentation, um, I felt really was a great thing for coaches to remember and actually even add to like our, I don't know, tool, toolbox or whatever when we're working with teachers. She was talking about six questions to ask your students 
Um, she was saying like, you know, what are you interested in? What do you love to do? When do you feel the most successful? What comes easily to you? What do you want to learn more about? And how do you like to learn and work with others? And I thought that those six questions would be really great for us as coaches to make sure that we ask our teachers those things. So that way then um, they're using our, you know, our technology tools and all things for showing them kind of in the right way that really would work for our students. Okay. Um, so it sounds like, it sounds like uh, you guys had uh, plenty of time to kind of immerse yourself in some new ideas with coaching and stuff. And um, if you guys have any resources or websites, you know, stuff that was shared out, um, throw them in that into the show notes so we can share those things out as, uh, as well. Any, uh, last, any last thoughts on the coaches corner? All right, so uh, we're going to switch over to a few more uh, reflection questions. And so the first thing I want to ask you guys, just as a group, and you can think about this for a second, is if you could describe your conference experience in one word, what would it be? And then a little bit about why that word sticks out for the conference this year. So for me, I'm going to say huge, or if I want to cheat and use two words, it would be freaking huge. <laughs> because like this is my first time attend getting to attend ISTE. Hopefully, it won't be my last. Like it was just kind of getting the idea of how the conference runs and the just kind of how I have to run my day in order to be successful. Whether it's standing in line for a session or you know really making the most of the poster sessions, it was just a huge experience. It was so much learning and networking and opportunities to grow. It was just huge. Um, if I had one word for the conference, I would say collaboration, because I think um, more than any other event in the year, this is our time to get together as um, other ed tech geeks that want to bring this back to our classrooms. And so just collaborating with other people and getting ideas and um, trying to, like, like JP said, just growing as much as possible. I would say my word would be uh, connection, because um, you know, this conference, since it is so freaking huge, <laughs> it really helps you. <laughs> it really does help you make uh, connections with, you know, the people that you've traveled with within your district and people from outside the district and people that you're just standing in line with when you're getting ready to go into the sessions. And then also within those sessions, um, I've noticed that a lot of the theme is, you know, how to connect with your students as well. So I would say connections is my, my best word for ISTE. Well, Sam and, and Aaron, those are two good words. I was a little nervous that you would take mine because it sounded familiar. Mine's community. And really, it kind of incorporates both of those. So they're almost the definitions are the same. But you're in line with people. You are going to these events and you're just meeting people that you're going to connect with or collaborate with in the future, building that community that you have a uh, reach out to. And um, it's just amazing. I mean, to be able to start at 6 a.m. at a coffee edu. Uh, and, and again, connect and collaborate and, and uh, create that community with, with each other. And then whether you go to EdTech karaoke till midnight or what, I mean, it, it, it's truly going from 6 a.m. to midnight if you have that, if you can handle it, you know, uh, but it's all around EdTech and growing, you know. So, yeah, some of them are sleeping, but, you know, some of us, some of us <laughs> older guys, we were out later than the rest of the rest. But, so, but that, that's my word is community on that one. Uh, good stuff. Um, I'm, uh, I didn't know, JP, I didn't know it was your first time. Um, 
that can be uh, – ISTE's like almost too big, so it's really hard to just figure out what in the heck is going on. So, like, as a first-timer, like, you feel like you were able to kind of wrap your head around it? You know, so it really took me – I'm nervous to say this, um, but it took me, like, a full day just about to really wrap my head around – you know, just the logistics of, a, of an event this big. I volunteered at the Google booth Monday morning. Um, so there was a, you know, a little chunk of time, which was really neat. Um, but there was a little chunk of time that I couldn't spend kind of exploring and getting, getting my bearings set, as my mama likes to say. Um, but once I kind of figured out what I was doing and where I was going, I was really able to make the most of the experience between, like, the playgrounds and the poster sessions. And for me, that's really where the learning is because you get to have those one-on-one conversations. Like I went to an awesome session this morning that Andy Sinek did about personalizing your PD, but I feel like I get just as much, if not more, out of hanging out at the playgrounds and the posters where I get to have one-on-one conversations about what really goes into some of these initiatives. And that's so true. And um, Alice Keeler, has, I'm paraphrasing, but she has a great quote about how, like when you go to something like ISTE, the best PD you're going to get is like in the hallways between sessions because there's just so many people there who are all kind of, of the same mindset where, you know, we're in this technology thing and tools and that's the time when you can kind of have those really like in-depth conversations. So I think like I always, you know, when I, when people are first timers, I always really suggest like doing your best you can to network and taking like don't just go back and sit in your hotel room like between sessions like go out to the all those little uh side things and definitely check out the poster sessions and things like that um and so aaron a thing that you said that i think uh is worth discussing is when you when you come to this stuff uh, sorry were you gonna are are you are you gonna say something Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, uh, I thought somebody was talking and I was bulldozing over like normal. Um, No, you said uh, coming in the way that it draws you together with other people, uh, like from your district. And so I think um, that's so true. Like, it's easy when you go to something like ISTE to kind of be off in your own world, especially when you're somebody like me, because like, I'm the only person in my department. So if I go to a conference, a lot of times... I'm by myself. So I think it is really crucial and important to bring other people into these things. And if, uh, if any of you guys want to discuss or expand, like how do you guys, if you come to a big conference like this, what do you do to engage? Like maybe some of those people who need to come to a conference or maybe aren't as passionate or how do you even find people who you want to come to something like this? Okay, repeat the question one more time. Oh, I would, so if you, whenever you go to something like ISTE, how do you, like, who are the people that come? How do you make sure that you're not just bringing the same two or three people to, like, conferences like this, but you're actually finding people who it's a good way to draw them into some new skills or some new strategy uh, training type stuff? Well, we were lucky this year uh, just because of the proximity to St. Louis that um, in the past for ISTE, it's just been like one, maybe two people that we've been able to bring from our district and they've, their sole job is to bring everything back. Um, We were really fortunate this year to bring 16 people from our school district uh, 
to join us at ISTE. And I, and I haven't um, had the chance to kind of go over their thoughts and their learning, but to see all their pictures that they're posting, I would have to say that they're having a great time. Um, they're learning a lot, they're posting a lot, and I think more importantly, they're just making connections with each other, which is huge in a, in a district our size, because uh, sometimes being in different buildings um, so I think that is, I, I think it's great that we've had that opportunity to take other people instead of just having usually the, the coaches get to come. We've also had a lot of our, uh, several of our um, curriculum administrators come with us this time as well, which is also bridging that gap between instructional coaching and instructional technology coaching. So seeing the value on both sides of that. Absolutely. My first year that I went to see, oh, the first year I went to ISTE, I went by myself. Um, and so that was really crazy because it was like I was trying to figure out uh, what sessions can I go to that are for me and then for everybody else, too. And it was it was stressful. But and then you're just by yourself. And so then my second year, we brought um, our innovation teachers and our superintendent came. And so that was cool to kind of spread the love and kind of, you know, get a different input on ISTE and all the different sessions. But this year has been really neat because we brought our high school librarian and I just didn't even realize how many sessions that are here that are so great for librarians and bringing her along, um, it kind of opened up a, just a different aspect of ISTE that I didn't even realize was even there. Yeah, and I think that's really the, like what kind of what you mentioned about the difference between going as one person and feeling like the fate of the district rests on your shoulders versus being able to have all these other people come in and be exposed to it. I think that's the big difference. And that's what I struggle with a lot because I'm always the one, you know? So um, I just think it's, especially with how ISTE was so close this year, I think it was uniquely positioned for people in our area to be able to districts anyway, to take a lot of people up there. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, yeah, we know. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I know that uh, with, with MHC, we, Put together a bus so we can all come together because we knew a lot of districts were sending a lot of people and i know uh like our friends at parkway said they were able to bring more people because we they were able to save on transportation and um it's just pretty cool to see how many people were able to come from different districts and um you know the type of people to bring with you i think those runners you have those people that are going to take that information and run with it when they get back to school whether that whether they are in any grade level or any kind of content level uh you want people that are going to kind of come back and share kind of like what we are um, that's what our job is, but um, definitely that, that kind of give you some more people to help you uh, spread those ideas that will be gathered near Disney. Absolutely. Um, okay, so I think what we'll do here is we'll move on to our final uh, segment here. And I just want you to reflect on a session or a presenter that really resonated with you, that really stuck out to you in a motivating, inspiring, impactful way and just um, kind of talk about uh, how that's going to change what you do or how it's going to inform what you do next. Well, that's a good question, Josh. So <laughs> I will, um, <laughs> I will say that I, I've been running around so much. I didn't go to a whole lot of sessions, but uh, one session I went to um, Well, Jonathan, yesterday. don't limit yourself to sessions. If you, even if you just talk to somebody, if you went to something, I mean, wh what I'm saying is what, like, uh, what is something at ISTE that's kind of uh, pushing you on or inspiring you on? Well, I'm still thinking, Josh. So uh, okay. I'm going to pass this phone and uh, <laughs> come after me. 
<laughs> you guys, you guys did go to sessions, right? <laughs> Wait, there are sessions here. <laughs> I always kind of, I always kind of find myself lost in between sessions too. So. <laughs> Definitely. So yesterday I went to a session called Blended Learning Coaching Strategies, led by Marsha Kish from somewhere in Ohio. And she has this company called DSD Professional Development. And she does actually does blended learning coaching um, in schools. And she walked us through her whole model for blended learning and how she rolled out blended learning in schools. And it really made me think about how I can start to facilitate that with some of my teachers and how I can push that out for professional development and for use in the classroom. She had lots of great resources. She has an academy that she does that I really want to learn a little bit more about. So definitely Marsha Kish's blended learning coaching strategies really stuck out to me in terms of like my big takeaway in one session that really kind of was a home run for me. I just, I really enjoyed uh, the keynote from yesterday. Um, it was, you know, we had started with Andy here with uh, The Martian and what's, the, what's his other book that he wrote? Um, Ar yeah, Artemis. Yeah. Man, that was just so cool. Um, I really loved the way that Izzy did it, too. They had just two chairs up on the stage and they were just kind of talking back and forth. And so it was kind of a neat way to watch a keynote, uh, really relaxed. And after that, um, we're just like two other people, like the tech rabbi, he was up there. I mean, it was just really cool. Um, so definitely... Anybody that's listening, like, go check out, uh, you know, go go see who all the different keynotes that were at ISTE because they were all really amazing people. I thought they were great to listen to. And uh, one of the sessions I went to that that I can't say that there was anything, like, life-changing in it. It was more like those subtle reminders that I think as tech coaches we need. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah, we should be doing those kinds of things. Um, Monica Burns, she, she um, led a session, and her session was called Tasks before apps, and and I think that was just a really good reminder that, um, especially for us being in the ed tech world, that really it's it's more about the pedagogy um, versus the the cool fancy tool. And we all know how many tools there are. I, I would say that that's been kind of a subtle shift that I've seen over the past couple of years with ISTE. You know, a couple of years ago when when we came to ISTE. It was really focused on the tool, so there was a lot of demo on on the new and greatest tools. And now it's not even like new and greatest tools; it's uh, how you use any tool in in the right mindset. Um, so that was just a really good good reminder. And um, she she does a really good class tech tips, and um, you can follow her on Twitter at class tech tips as well. So that was a good takeaway for me as well. And that you can buy an umbrella at Walgreens for thirteen dollars when you're stuck in the rain. <laughs> oh boy, you know they're gonna they're gonna put you over a barrel on the when it's raining. Um, Jonathan, were you wanting to add anything? Yeah, yeah. So I I, I thought about it, and um, you know, uh, and other than saying instead of choosing thirteen dollars for an umbrella, take a six dollar Uber ride. But you know, uh, either way it works. Um, and, so, I, yeah, thinking about the different sessions and playgrounds and posters that I've been to, I, with my role with MHUC, um, I've kind of thought that thinking of different ways, different ideas to bring back to our region uh, from, from a PD standpoint, but also uh, how to kind of redo our conference. Not to redo, but add new things to our conference, that kind of thing. And so this is some, some of the different um, 
uh, ways. We always struggle to get posters and playgrounds within an MUTC. And I think it's because so many of our participants don't understand what those things are. And so um, I think we're just going to kind of try to think differently on how to get that word out so we can get those. Because um, as you heard throughout our talking, a lot of our takeaways were really from posters and playgrounds because you get that little one-on-one -on -one experience and it's a little more uh, uh, small feel to it. And so um, a lot of takeaways in that respect, a couple of good session topic ideas and, and overall uh, presentations and styles that we'll take away. And then um, walking the vendor hall and making those connections with those vendors, uh, we're really going to make an effort to kind of think differently and how to bring, there's like 600 vendors here, something ridiculous, and we've only got 60 at, at, at MATC. So there's so many good things out there that um, our 2,000 participants don't know about. And so we're really going to try to think differently uh, about how to bring some of these smaller but yet very beneficial uh, tech tool companies to our region and our regional conference in February. Awesome. Yeah, I think ISTE is definitely one of those conferences when you go, you kind of see what the next level looks like. It's there, It's uh, maybe a step up above kind of those regional conferences um, pro, all for all its pros and cons. Uh, so it sounds like you guys had a ton of awesome experiences. What's the uh, rest of your ISTE experience going to look like? So for me, uh, I've got a whole bunch of things on my calendar. I actually have some Apple tickets that I may not use. Uh, oh, yeah. that, that's something I, I, I that's something I have to share because it was pretty funny. If you if you follow me on Twitter, Jay I saw your tweet back. where you were at the Apple Educators thing taking a selfie with your Google Pixel phone. So, um, well done, friend. Well done. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Yeah, they gave me the iPad and the pencil, and I I colored in Google for them. So uh, it was actually it was quite it was quite fun. I will hand it to Apple. They did a really good job of uh, making it entertaining, and they were. Uh, I was telling these guys here at State, actually I ran into one of the presenters yesterday at an event I went to was on Sunday, and uh, the guy already still knew my name, he's like, hey, I just wanted to thank you again for having fun, because, you know, everybody here gets stressed, and there's, you know, there's, there's so much to take in, they're not sure, and he's like, you know, you, you're having fun, I mean, we had a good time, and he, you know, it was a good takeaway, so it's a lot of fun uh, to be in that, and I've got a couple of the Apple sessions I may try to check out, and uh, give, them a, give them a hard time with some of the products and whatnot, but, uh, uh, just more of the same, you know, we're trying to wind things down and get ready for the bus ride home. And uh, it's just be a good closing keynote. So we're looking forward to that and be ready to rock. Um, I'm six minutes late for a Google Smackdown. Um, <laughs> that's going to be occurring between a bunch of my favorite uh, ed tech people. So oh, is that the um, one with just like trying to cram and in. Casey and Eric Kurtz? Like Eric Kurtz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw the, I saw um, it so, on Twitter. Yeah. Look, looking forward to that. Just, trying to cram in as much as we possibly can because that that does it does feel like uh you when you go to conferences like this i'm learning for two thousand people right now so right. i've got to i've got to get some more stuff in before i go home all right well i'm getting ready to head to uh, the expo hall because sylvia duckworth is going to be doing a presentation on oh, sketch zoning so i want to learn awesome. from her i'm kind of so, jealous yeah, if I, I don't get to see that that i'd be there wouldn't that be cool yeah so i'll take some pictures i'll tweet <laughs> the, the, the sketchnote sketch legend, Sylvie Duckworth. Absolutely. You know, and for me, the the rest of the conference, you know, I'm going to hang out with Sam at the big Google Google Smackdown. But for me, you know, I'm really excited about the ride home um, with my teacher Jen that I brought and Aaron Lawson, who is tagging along on the ride home. 
and just getting to spend a couple hours reflecting on our learning and really kind of starting to um, break down what we learn and how we can really impact the teachers and students that we serve with all that learning. Yeah, I think the uh, the bus ride home is probably going to be the best uh, session you all get. I think that you couldn't really buy better people to uh, reflect and break all that stuff down with. Um, all right, guys. Well, this has been good. Let's go ahead. We'll go around one more time, say who we are, and wrap this thing up. So, um, again, I am Josh Howard. Uh, you can find me at Josh C. Howard, my website, joshchoward.com. And I'm J.P. Presvento. Uh, find me on on the Twitters at jpprezz or jpprezz.com. I'm Sam Hardesty Knoll, and you can find me on Twitter at TechKnoll. I'm Erin Lawson, and you can find me on Twitter at Erin underscore Lawson3. And I'm Jonathan Lee, uh, METC. You can find me at jleetech percent on Twitter. And I will do a quick shout-out. Uh, if you like EdTech conferences, our uh, proposals are open for METC. So uh, as you listen to this, we have a lot of tech coaches that listen to this. Don't be afraid to put in a proposal and come make METC just as awesome because you can't come out here to ISTE. So uh, do that. Go to metcedplus.org, fill out a proposal, um, and and be sure to check out the not at ISTE hashtag. So, uh, and then I will go ahead and not to say close it out, I'm let Josh post it out, but I will give a disclaimer because uh, you're also here a disclaimer at the beginning of this, of this episode, but uh, we are recording in a back hallway next to <laughs> some unused restrooms, but apparently are getting cleaned. And so if you <laughs> on JP's cell phone and we tried to use a, the speaker too. So uh, we apologize for all the, the, the not so great quality. When we are a uh, big time ne- this time next year, we'll be sure to have like our own special room and, and microphone to, to do a, a high right. quality one. So thanks everybody for hanging in there and, and uh, catching up with us. Yeah, so the audio's been all over the place. Uh, the second half's been a lot better, but um, I think it's come together. I want to thank you guys for taking the time while you're at the conference, and uh, thank you for listening. This has been the EdTech Pod Squad. We will catch you next time, y'all. See ya. Bye. Bye.